Hi, I'm Emily Williams, the founder of the top success and personal development company for driven women called I Heart My Life. I grew my company from $442 to seven figures in my first 18 months. And since then, it's become a movement for women who know they're meant for something big and refuse to settle. At I Heart My Life, we operate with the belief that anything is possible and no dream is too big. We're all about combining business strategy, deep mindset work, high performance practices, money tips, and a whole lot of lifestyle to help you get the results you deserve in all areas of life. Because after all, we only get this one shot. This is your one-stop shop for all things inspiration. So grab your favorite drink and a pen and a notebook and get ready to be inspired. Oh, and if you're not a member of our community, go to iheartmylife.com slash join and receive all of our emails and announcements. And while you're at it, copy and paste this episode link and share it with three friends. Now on to the episode. This is episode 201, Simple PR Habits to Increase Visibility and Impact with Jane Tabachnik. So Jane is here with us today to talk about how you can do your own PR. She has simple methods that can support you in getting that impact and visibility that I know we are all craving. Now, most of the time when we hear PR, we think about hiring someone to do it for us, someone who's connected to the media. But Jane is here to teach us how we can do it ourselves and make it super simple in the process. Now, I was a little bit skeptical when Jane came on the show. I thought she was going to tell me to hire somebody to do this for me. But truthfully, I was blown away by her methodology. And I'm going to actually implement it myself in my own business. It's that good and that easy to follow. So even if you have a busy schedule, her step-by-step process and some of her tips are things you can start implementing right away, even if you don't have a massive business or massive following. In fact, she believes everyone has a story and something to share. So truly, this can be done by anyone at any stage in the game. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in so you can move forward with your own visibility strategy and start implementing all of these habits literally today. This episode was sponsored by the I Heart My Life Mastermind. The I Heart My Life Mastermind is perfect for you if you already have a business and you're looking to scale. We cover tons of different topics. We cover marketing strategy, revenue planning, team processes, everything you need in terms of mindset, high performance, really taking care of yourself as well as your business, events, publicity. We literally have seven coaches under one umbrella to support you and give you the answers to all of your burning questions. We host regular weekly workshops where you get your personal questions answered. We have retreats. You have a private Slack channel where you get to ask questions 24-7. You have an extensive resource bank that helps you put in place our cash method in your own business and much, much more. This is one of the most inventive programs around. I don't know anyone else offering the service that we provide. So if you are interested in growing your business and transforming your life, definitely book a call with us to learn more. Go to iHeartMyLifeBooking.com and learn more about the I Heart My Life Mastermind. Welcome to the show, Jane. I'm so excited to have this time with you. Thanks for having me, Emily. I'm excited to be here. So we are newly acquainted, so I'm going to be hearing a bit more about your story for the first time alongside of our audience. So why don't you take us back and share a little bit about where you came from and what led you to do the work that you do today? Yeah, so I am what I like to say is a recovering fashion designer. My first career was in fashion, and I loved it. 
And what happened was that I had my own collection, but I was having trouble getting in front of buyers, in front of my audience. No one had heard of me. There was no internet back when I started out. So there was no ability to showcase my designs online on my own. And one day I had a thought, I don't know what inspired me, but I thought, you know, if I got some publicity, people would see my name, they'd see my designs and that would make a difference. And it was the best light bulb moment that I had because it took a while to get the press. I was self-taught. I was doing it on my own. But once I got some press, the doors opened. It was an absolutely transformational moment when I would call a buyer, you know, a department store that would not take my call before. They take my call and they say, oh, we've been hearing about you. We'd love to see your collection. So it just made things so much easier. I love that. So can you talk a little bit about what you did? So you were self-taught. Did you get that press for yourself or did you eventually hire someone to help you? So I got most of the press myself. And then at one point I had my collection with a uh, sort of uh, collective sales team. And so they helped me get some additional press. Amazing. And have you always yeah. been entrepreneurial in that sense? And I have been. So more about where that, that drive came from. Yeah. So I actually started out as an entrepreneur in high school, believe it or not. Um, I was really interested in antique linens and antique silver, and I would turn them into clothing and jewelry that I would sell. And I was always looking for ways to repurpose design. That's so amazing. Did you have family who was entrepreneur? entrepreneur? My dad was an entrepreneur. He was a freelance sound engineer. And he, like me, was freelance. And then he would take a job. Then he would freelance. And I did a bit of that early in my career as well. So obviously, you saw that press works. And you got your work in front of more buyers and more eyes. So kind of paint the picture for us. How did you go from the person who owned this brand into actually doing the PR work for other people? Yeah. So when I decided to leave the fashion industry, I was just really burnt out and realized that I didn't see myself staying in the industry any longer. I took stock of what I had done, what I enjoyed doing, and realized that it was the PR and marketing that I'd done for myself. And I felt that I could really make a difference for other people. Yeah. So I first, I went to work for a small ad agency, got a little bit more acquainted with the landscape, you know, how to work with clients. And then I discovered the internet. And this sounds so funny to say today, but at that time I thought, wow, this is going to be a great communications tool. This is going to be big. (laughs) So I decided to focus on that. And my first agency was really uh, an internet marketing company. And What happened was we were building websites, we were starting to create email newsletters for clients, and the thread that kept coming through was they needed more visibility. No matter what industry they were in, they needed more visibility, more traffic, more credibility, and the PR really helps them do that. So that's where we've focused, just helping people get more visibility through PR, content marketing, and a number of other means. And when did you first start? What year was that? That was in uh, 2000. Let's see, what year was it? 
1995. Wow. Yeah. You've been at it for a while. I have been. So tell us a little bit more about where people start. And obviously we know why visibility is important. We know why PR is important, but sometimes it can feel like maybe you need to already have all your ducks in a row or already have a thriving business or already be a celebrity. Is it possible for anyone to get PR? And if so, what are the first steps? Yeah, such a good question. So it's possible for anyone to get PR. Everyone has success stories. Maybe it's not a success you had if a business is new, but you've probably used your skills to help someone before you were officially in business. And you can parlay that into a story that you use in your business when you're just getting started out. So you don't need to be a celebrity. You do need to have a few things ready. So having a high resolution headshot, a good quality headshot, having a well-written bio, just a short bio are the basics you would need besides having a story that you want to present to the media. So those are really... Yeah. When you say story, does it need to be something that's full of twists and turns or is it more important to be relatable or have a message? Yeah. Such a good question. So you want to have something it doesn't shouldn't have a lot of twists and turns unless a magazine or publication is doing a long profile on you. They're just going to want to focus on a simple story. And the best way is really to focus on the results that you get for people, what you have to offer, because that's what people care about. And that's what the media is going to care about. Why should we put you in front of our audience? What would make it of interest to them? What would they care about? So it's more about giving value and allowing people to see that you are an expert and that you can help them. Exactly. And telling stories is such a great way to do that, especially because if you can show a transformation you helped a client get, people can see themselves in the story. Most of us don't start out as experts. We're not perfect. So if you can be relatable and you can show how you help solve a problem or how your product helps solve a problem that is really valuable to the reader, the listener, the viewer, whatever format you're in. And that's what the media cares about. How can they bring value to their audience? How can you be the person who does that? Yeah, I'm thinking about a lot of our clients who are newer coaches and you know there are some who are more established, but they really start off with nothing, right? But they can quickly get even if it's practice clients, but they can get their first clients and they can start to create some of those success stories and those wins and really put that into a feature piece and be able to showcase what it is that they can do for other people. And I think that sometimes we think it needs to take decades, but We've probably all been doing some element of the work that we're now doing in our businesses, you know, in in previous chapters, previous lives, and now we can take it into our business and also utilize some of the information and some of the results that we got prior to even opening the doors as examples of what's possible. Exactly. If you've created success and, and we all have, then you can use that even if it was under a different company, as long as you're not misleading anyone about right. that, you know, but people don't care where the success happened. They just want to know that you're capable of creating that success. And, you know, the other thing I want to mention along those lines, sometimes people only shoot for the big and the, the most popular visible publications, the Oprah, the entrepreneur Forbes, and those are amazing. Of course, if you can get 
featured in them. That is phenomenal. But local press can be really good. Smaller publications or blogs are all ways to start getting publicity, visibility, and that authority that it brings. Exactly. Yeah. And I think one of the, obviously the reasons to work with someone like yourself is you already have that whole list and all of those, you know, touch points and connections of people who they're looking for stories. They want something to write about. They're looking for people to feature. And so you obviously take it, take it from, you know, your, your clients, take the stories, take the bios, take the headshots, but then you already have all the resources to be able to get them in front of the right eyes. We do, but we don't have all of them. You know, we have to continually build relationships. The media moves around and anybody can build those relationships. I have a process I teach my students called Hug an Influencer. And an influencer can be anyone that you see as a leader in your industry. They could be a celebrity. They could be an influencer, someone who's a few steps ahead of you in their career that you admire. And just follow them on social media, share, like, comment. And, you know, do it authentically. Don't just do it because you have an agenda. But really, so much magic can happen when you do that. Just a quick story. My client, Christine, started doing that. And the person that she decided to follow and share tweets uh, with reached out to her and said, hey, what do you do? I see you're sharing my tweets. I appreciate it. And she told him and he said, you've got to come on my podcast. I'd love to have you on the show. And when she told me she was so excited about it, I said, you know, he's got one of the top 50 podcasts. That's incredible. And she didn't set out with the idea to get on his podcast, but just to interact human to human and to give a little bit. And it just turned into such a great experience. And it's a wonderful thing to do because as anyone listening, and you, Emily, know, you put out content, whether it's a social media post, your newsletter, your podcast, and you hear crickets and you think, is my content not landing right? Is no one listening? Should I continue to bother? And any sort of thoughts like that. So when someone comments, shares, or likes, they're really just helping compliment you, support you, and encourage you. And so I encourage people to be the person who doesn't just think, oh, that's good content, but actually takes a step and lets the person know that. And it feels good to do that. Yeah, I love that. I love that technique, hug an influencer. It makes total sense. And I think, you know, we all hear the phrase, your network is your net worth. And like you said, it's important to do it authentically, but people, you know, they want you to share all of the the content they're putting out there, all the hard work that they're putting into their posts. They want that to be shared and it's going to capture their attention if they see other people, you know, commenting, liking, and just um, helping their work get out there into the world. And it's going to feel good and they're going to be attracted to that. It does feel really good. And the good news is you can do that with the media. Almost all journalists, writers are on social media. And so you can do that with them. And they really appreciate it. And it's especially true nowadays because a lot of journalists freelance. They're no longer on staff. So they really need to get the visibility themselves. So if you can help them do that, They really appreciate it and they will remember you. They will come to you then with an opportunity once you build that relationship with them. So it makes it a lot easier as well. So how would you recommend someone would actually find someone in the media? Like I wouldn't even know where to look for people who are freelancing. 
Yeah. So one of the easiest things to do is to use Google. And I like to use natural language. So if you want to find the name of a writer for at Forbes, let's say, just say Forbes writer. That's one way. Just Or you can even say a list of New York Times writers. There are a lot of people who put together lists and you can find those online. So that's really valuable. The other thing is just to reverse engineer the content that you find valuable and that you think is a fit for you and your audience. Who wrote that? And then add them to your list and find their contact information, which again, you can use natural language. I sometimes type in email address for... John Smith at Forbes and see what comes up. And if their email address doesn't come up, you can see how Forbes constructs their email. So is it first name dot last name at Forbes or is it first initial last name at Forbes? You can kind of figure out what the email might be and give that a try. And then when you're actually sending them a message, obviously you can share and promote their content, but if you're sending them a message, what do you say? Do you have a pitch created? Do you just talk a little bit about your client's results? What do you recommend? Yeah. So the most important thing you want to do is create a subject line that's going to get their attention short and to the point. If you use Twitter, it's the best way to train yourself to write short, concise content. And I sometimes start it with the word pitch colon, and then put the subject line. And then in the email, you want to really be brief and to the point, again, using a tweet as a kind of guide. So you want to let them know what the story idea is in one sentence or less. And then below it, you want to share with them a little bit of your background just to establish some credibility. I've been a coach for 10 years. I have you know Fortune 500 clients. However, you establish your credibility and then let them know even why you think it would be a good fit for their audience and then let them know the best way to contact you. I love that. So simple. Very simple. And, you know, the other thing to remember, this sounds so silly, but journalists are people too. So write to them like they're a person. I mean, you have to be professional. No, hey, dude. And people do that. They sometimes (laughs) write pitches to people they don't know, business pitches and like maybe not the way to go. Right. And I imagine make sure that everything is spelled correctly. Yes. Make sure you get their (laughs) name right. And if their name might be unisex, see if you can find a picture of them. And, you know, if you're going to say, use anything that's gender specific, try and get that right as well. Love it. And so why would you say that sort of um, step or this sort of process is important? Um, and the reason I'm asking is because now anyone can go on Facebook Live or Instagram TV and you know share their message, share their story, share what their clients are doing. Why is it so important or impactful to come from somebody else telling your story or shouting about the results that you're getting? The, really, the short of it is that no one cares what you say about you. They may like you, they may follow you, but for the most part, marketing messages, advertising is not trusted. But people trust the media and they trust third-party credibility. So if you think of online reviews, if you're going to rent an Airbnb or go to a new restaurant, what do you do? You go online and you check the reviews. Even if you don't know the reviewer, you trust that the review is legitimate and you use that to base your information on. So it's that third-party credibility and trust factor. I mean, if you think about it, if someone has written an article on coaches, they may include one coach or three coaches, but there are thousands of coaches out there. 
why those three coaches? You assume those are the best, right? So it immediately positions someone in the article as being the top of their game, the best. And how do you feel about opportunities that are paid opportunities? For example, I've been getting a lot of messages in my inbox about featuring me on the front of Yahoo as one of the top business coaches, but it's a paid opportunity. Can you speak to a little bit about that? Yeah. So there are more paid opportunities nowadays. And I think you have to understand what the opportunity is to see if it's legitimate. And if you don't really know how to understand that, see if you can talk to someone who works in PR to understand it. Uh, You know, certain shows like the Today Show, big shows actually have pay to play. So mostly for products, not for guests, but when they'll show you like the top cooking, you know, the newest cooking gadgets or tools, a lot of those pay to be on the show. So it's not just blogs or podcasters, et cetera, but um, a site like Yahoo doesn't allow you to pay to be on the front page. That's really a press release or some kind of a content distribution service. And it can work well. Those can show up in the search engines and can create some authority positioning, but it's not really being, it's not really earned media, which is what PR is. So it can create some of the same effect. And I think there's nothing wrong with that as long as you know what you're buying. Got it. I know you're really passionate, obviously, about visibility. Can you talk a little bit about what people can do to get more visible or even to pinpoint where maybe they're lacking in visibility in terms of of reaching more customers? Yeah, so I've actually created a visibility assessment. It's free. You can find it by going to my website. It's simplygoodpress.com. And it's just designed to give you an idea of how you're doing in terms of visibility, no judgment. It's a fun assessment. And then when you're through with it, you'll get a sense of where you could get more visibility, what opportunities there are that are available for you. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm curious to know a little bit more about what you recommend for people in terms of the amount of time they spend doing this type of work. Because obviously for business owners, there's a lot on their plate, especially for people who start off as you know the solopreneur doing everything themselves. So can you break this down a little bit and explain to us maybe a process they could follow or the amount of times or the amount of people they should reach out to per month to make it a bit simpler? Yeah. So this is also something that I teach my clients is to create what I call a PR habit. And it's basically adding one activity a day or one activity three times a week. And that activity could be hugging an influencer. It could be looking up the email addresses of a few journalists whose names you found. So set set aside some time, schedule some time in. And if you think about it, if you were to locate Once a week, an email address for a journalist, at the end of the year, you'd have 52 people on your media list, which if it's targeted is a good media list. You don't need thousands. You need the right ones. So 52 of the ideal journalists for you is a great list. The same thing if you were making one pitch a week, you would have made 52 pitches to the media during the year. And that can be really great if you converted at only... 30%, I'm not great with math, but that would be about maybe 18 media hits that you would get a year, which is great. You'd have 18 things to add to your media room to share with people, and that would undoubtedly lead to other press. So basically, the, the 
thing to keep in mind is to get in the game. Do the simple things. If you can do it every day, great. If not, do it three times a week. But do something because you have to be in the game. Anyone you see getting on stages, being interviewed on podcasts, getting press is pitching. It's not just happening organically or magically. They're not luckier than you. They're just either taking the steps themselves or they're hiring someone to help them. Yeah, beautifully said. I think that's so important. And sometimes we're just in our own way or we convince ourselves it's not important. But like you said, all of those touch points really do add up. And I guarantee there's certain things that we do on a regular basis that aren't leading to results. <laughs> so we could just, you know, switch the switch what we're doing for the PR pitching and reaching out and hugging an influencer. So thank you so much for making that so simple. Sure. So remind us again where people can find you and how you work with your clients. Great. So if you go to simplygoodpress.com, you'll be able to connect with me, take the visibility assessment. And I also have my social links there if you want to connect with me on social media. And the way that I work with my clients is really all about helping them empowering them to do their own media, or we have a new service we're about to launch called Curated Publicity, where we work with them. It's a simple, affordable service where we help people get the press and it's working hand in hand. So it makes it easier. And that's something I really just want to highlight that there are really three ways that you can get publicity. You can do it all yourself, which can be time consuming. You can outsource parts of it, which I call the hybrid method. So you can, for instance, hire a writer to help you come up with the pitches, and then you do all the rest of it. Or you can hire a PR firm, and that's the most expensive and the one that not everyone is ready for yet, because it will not just cost you money, but take time out of your day to work with the media company, you know, with your PR team and get the press. So those are three great ways that you can do it, and they work for all different stages of a business. So it sounds like you focus on the first two ways in your company. We do, yes. Okay, good to know. Awesome. Yeah. So the final question we ask all of our guests on the I Heart My Life show is what is one way in your experience that people can create a life that's better than their dreams? I think it's to hold a vision and to, sometimes you need help with this, but have a bigger vision than what you think is possible based on where you're at today. Love it. So true. Thank you so much, Jane. I really appreciate you being here. We're so excited to see everyone in the community apply these tips to their business. They're super actionable. Thank you for breaking this down for us and making it seem so doable and possible. I really appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you love this episode of the I Hurt My Life show. If you know somebody who needs it, go ahead and send it their way. We appreciate you spreading the I Hurt My Life movement far and wide. I'll talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Hurt My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Hurt My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Show. That's hashtag I Show. 
And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.